Okay, welcome to episode, what are we on? Episode three, two, two I don't know, uh, of Modern Alignment with Dr. Julia Carlson and Lorelai. So we want to talk about fear today because um, we have a lot of it <laughs> that we face every day. And um, we want to address a couple things. So of course, we're talking about the nervous system here and what happens. And everybody knows that you go into fight or flight when you're in fear. But fear is also really important because it's discerning contrast. So it's showing you what it might look like. And of course, there's past trauma. There's um, past wounds that you have that shape your belief of what is going to happen if something that you don't want to happen happens. Or something that doesn't happen. So it prevents you from doing what you really want to do. So fear can also be like, don't, you know, touch the stove when it's on. Like it can be a lot of different things. And we want to express the idea that fear is really good for you because it helps you test the waters and see contrast so that you can make a decision. But it also is really important to know what it means when feel the fear and do it anyway. Well, like, what does that mean? What does it mean when you feel the fear and you do it anyway? Pause. <laughs> when we pause, that means one of us is going to talk and we have so many ideas, but we don't know what to say. <laughs> so, feel the fear and do it anyway. To me, that means, okay, I, okay. This is a really good example. When I first started my practice on my own, I had to go out into the world and peddle my services, which I am a chiropractor. So um, believe it or not, I mean, in a private practice, I'm an entrepreneur. So I've got to sell myself. I've got to help people understand why they might need me. So I would go out into the public and I would... Uh, tell them my name, give them my card, give them a brochure or some other piece of marketing material that would help them see that I could probably help them with their headaches or their back pain. Um, there's a really good reason why I don't do that anymore because headaches and back pain are caught a result of fight or flight, which is really the problem. So um, I would go do that and I had to like, do some, you know, four to five second breathing techniques in my car so that I didn't pass out because I was so nervous to go and tell people what I did. I was just, I didn't have the confidence that I have now. And I didn't have the certainty in what I did that I do now. So going through that made me strong. I did that for three months. I would pick five places to go and I would go deliver a bunch of stuff and um, what I think is really funny is I didn't, didn't really do it to, to, I mean, I did it because that's what I was told to have a successful business. That's what I needed to do. Um, and maybe that's true. Maybe it's not, but it really took me out of my comfort zone. So, um, I think that's a good example of feel the fear and do it anyway. So what's Lorelai, what you got for an example? <laughs> Um, let's see. So I think the common misconception is 
that. So probably some people are like, well, even if you weren't as confident then, you're still more confident than me. <laughs> but I think the thing is, is you have to look at a situation that is um, direct, direct to you, like personal for you. Um, so for me, I would say it was definitely teaching yoga classes to a group of people. Um, in I feel like if you knew me back in high school, elementary school, um, you would never ever have guessed I would be comfortable leading a group of people or talking to a group of people about something. I was extremely shy and would um, just have panic attacks. Like anytime we had to do a group um, or like a presentation, I don't know why I said group, um, in front of a class, anything like that. Even in college, I was, I still felt that, but that was a situation in my case where I was so passionate about what I had learned in yoga teacher training that um, it doesn't mean that I wasn't nervous or I didn't feel fear of what if nobody comes to my class? What if they don't like my class? Blah, 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 all those things that come up. Um, but that was definitely one where I just did it anyway because I knew the impact that I could make, even if it was just on one person, was more important to me than my fear. Yeah. So... I think even now, like in the last like six months, I've really come to understand what it is that I truly believe. Like I've had a transition in my spiritual life where I grew up in a Wisconsin seated Lutheran church and I believed that God the Father was the creator of heaven and earth and all that, which I think is still true. And I really believe that, but Jesus means such a different, so much more love now in my, I don't think of anything that I believe in as a religion. I think of it as love is my religion. Like it doesn't matter what your roots come from. If you're showing love and intention to every single person that you meet, then, and that's, that's been a hard transition for me because I was in the belief that if I didn't believe that Jesus was Christ and we had one one route go round on the earth and all these things I just thought that people were gonna not like me anymore and to be honest it isn't any of their business it doesn't matter what I think it and it doesn't matter what they think vice versa it just was I was so scared to believe something and that's my relationship with with my source that's it has nothing to do with anyone else. So that's one of the reasons why this podcast was birthed because we need to get this information out. The nervous system is a direct line to love. It is a direct line to the source that created worlds and created us. So when we can communicate fully, we can communicate to anybody fully. That communication between your body and the nervous system is so essential. So I know that's a little off topic, but I'm so freaking passionate about the nervous system. I can't even handle it. <laughs> so fear, 
um, can look like not telling your husband about a choice you made because uh, you don't want to have a heated conversation about it. Or maybe you made up in your head that he's going to be mad because you, whatever, you decided without him. Or maybe he won't even care. But in your mind, you have made up your mind that everybody around you is going to be angry about this choice you made. Um, there are so many situations where we put ourselves in the fight or flight state or even the freeze state because we are afraid of how other people are going to react to our choices. And let me tell you that you probably do that a lot more often than you think you do. Uh, many, many, many more times a day than you think you will. And... Um, that constant slow IV drip of adrenaline every time you think a thought about that kind of thing um, keeps you in fight or flight. Um, Lorelai had a good one too. Yeah, I can go into that. Um, one thing before I get into my example, just um, getting regular chiropractic care and learning what I have about the nervous system has really brought such a heightened awareness to like what Julia was saying is we are putting ourselves in the fight or flight or freeze mode uh, multiple times throughout the day without even realizing it. So like an example I had is just, um, you know, if you're texting a new love interest or calling um, or even a friend, like a new friend or a new um, potential client or anything like that, just reaching out to someone to ask them to get together, um, go on a date or go for coffee or anything like that. Um, a lot of times if you've had experiences of rejection, even if it wasn't in that specific situation, um, that can bring it up. So part of the thing we wanted to touch on and the reason for giving these kind of specific examples is what we've both learned through our own experiences is yes, we do often um, put ourselves in those situations and those modes without even knowing it, but taking the time to reflect back, to feel how you feel about it, and then to, um, I guess, like comfort yourself um, if the person didn't respond the way that you wanted to, or you, you expected them to, um, then it's your job to nurture, nurture yourself through it versus just pushing through to the next thing. So I think maybe that's what we wanted to like debug with the feel the fear and do it anyway. It's like, yes, definitely there are going to be situations that put you out of your comfort zone, but once you've done it, once you've executed the thing, give yourself time to process what happened before you move on to the next thing. Yes, that's a great segue to the last thing, which is when you do feel the fear and do you go through it anyway, um, what does that do to the nervous system? Because initially it creates a fight or flight response but once you do something, like say you're an entrepreneur and you're doing something for your business that's out of your comfort zone, you do it once and your body does not react in that same fight or flight state again. 
you've already done it. So now based on past experience, whether it went well or not, you're still not gonna have as high of a spike in that fight or flight because you're familiar. It's just like anything else. So what happens? Like fight or flight is um, activation of the sympathetic nervous system. And so you're uh, having all of these stress responses happen to all the organs in your body. Um, you slow down glucose, you, de- you increase pupil dilation, you increase breathing, you, there's all kinds of, or you increase glucose, I'm sorry. When you do that, what do you think happens after your fight or flight response? Your blood sugar crashes. So it absolutely can affect that trickle down effect to your adrenals, that, like I said, slow IV drip of adrenaline and just kind of causing havoc in your body so imagine if you're constantly in fear so obviously like an abusive relationship we know that if you're stuck in a relationship that is not supporting you as who you are that will constantly give the fight-or-flight response well people feel helpless because they're in freeze mode they are helpless they're they're unable to move because their nervous system has so little reserve to give them the energy that they need to leave So that's why you see so many people stay with their abuser. And I mean, even in a lighter note, like kids who are in school that, you know, have a teacher that they don't like and the kids get so like in that freeze mode, it's not an abusive relationship, but there's a teacher maybe they don't jive with very well. Maybe they're not a bad teacher. It's just, they don't, they just don't jive with them very well. That can give a fighter. That was my experience. Oh my gosh, third grade. I like sat in the closet by myself crying because I had such separation anxiety from my mother. Oh, that happened in kindergarten too. A teacher used to lock me in a room across the hall. Can you imagine? I am like, I'm an extroverted introvert. Okay, that it's a thing, and yes, I it is. and it's a thing, and I I mean. I would cry every single day and she would like, she just couldn't handle it. So she just put me in a room and I'd fall asleep in there, like kindergarten, my gosh. So, I mean, what that did patterning in, in me for fight or flight, I, I mean, how I behaved, how well I did things, that all was tied to my self-worth. And so for a really long time, um, performance addiction was kind of my thing like if I didn't do well I wasn't I wasn't going to be good and so that gave me that kind of fight or flight response for so long and trust me I had plenty of organal issues because of it so um but just in closing like uh the nervous system can only tolerate so much of that and so we want to talk about a couple of tools that you can use when you realize that you're in fear and you're not I mean, you really have to be mindful to see it because it can happen all day long. So um, how about we just talk about some breathing techniques and um, some other valuable little gifts that we can give you to try to see yourself in this moment when you're in fear. Yes. I think, like Julia was saying, the first thing... The first step is just awareness. Give yourself some time and space to notice um, what's coming up for you. So the point is not to never be in fight or flight. That's actually a natural response and that's something we want to really hone in on is that's going to come up. So what do you do when it does? 
um, part of it is just being aware. Like, okay, I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling triggered. This is how I'm feeling. Where am I feeling it in my body? And sometimes just by acknowledging it, like, whoa, I'm really afraid right now of how this person might react to what I need to say. Acknowledging it can clear it um, instead of ignoring it. Um, focusing on your breath, we kind of touched on that last time. And anytime you can pause, if you're able to close your eyes, you can go within, that's great. If not, that's okay. Um, having the exhale be longer than the inhale. So take a breath in, count to three or four, and then exhale, release all of your breath, lengthen it. So count to five or six or seven or eight, whatever works for you. Um, breathing into the belly, let your belly soften. The softening is what will allow us to be able to tune into that space where we can nurture ourselves. So like, okay, we sent a message, we didn't get a response back, that's okay understanding that it's not always about you. <laughs> it's not about you, it's about them. So, and that doesn't have to mean anything good or bad. It's just, I think ultimately what it comes down to, um, and maybe the theme of it now is, um, yes, you can focus on your breath, you can uh, call someone you trust and just talk through the situation. There are a lot of things you can physically do, but maybe most importantly, just notice. Notice what triggers you and notice um, the response that you have. Notice the next time that type of situation comes up, maybe as you're working through it, a couple months later you realize, oh, I didn't feel as activated or triggered when I did the same thing I just did a couple of months ago. Um, so it's just celebrating that, and really ultimately, it's in your hands, it's up to you. Um, and we're just here to kind of guide you through it because we've been through it. We've um, lived lives kind of stuck in fight or flight mode and didn't even really realize it. Yes, 100%. Well, that closes our episode on fear. I hope you got something out of that. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Ta-ta for now.